Words from the Hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. Today we're going to talk about the tale of a tiny ant. Um, and to guide that conversation is my father and the Lord. My father and the Lord is here today. <laughs> and it's also my pastor as well, Pastor Nigel. <laughs> You're running. <laughs> Hallelujah. Good morning. Hallelujah. Now, Pastor Mo is, is a brother. We've been we've been through plenty together um, over the years. And um, I've known this family for a while. We've done stuff together and it's interesting. God is faithful. Um, whenever I'm here, um, I cherish godly friendships. In life, you navigate life and you're many times you don't have real backup. You go through things and you really don't have anyone. But sometimes just good to know that there's someone who has your back and understands. You don't need to say much, but we bless God. It's instructive you guys are looking at um, Proverbs. It's just brought back so many memories. The book of Proverbs is, is laced with amounts of wisdom that are amazing. The thing about the wisdom is, I mean this is divine wisdom we're talking about, is that it's not about reading it, it's about applying it. So you can read through it and just keep reading and it's a storybook. But trust me, when you apply the wisdom you pick in that book, your life changes. Someone once said to me that exactly what you're doing now, a proverb a day. Read Proverbs one month, cycle back, do it another month, cycle back a third month. Your thinking will change even without you knowing. Because when you meditate on this, the things you see there, you see, it's not a continuous stream, a story. You just have snippets. In the 14 you just read now, there are almost like 20 different unrelated topics or themes. If you break each one down, it changes your mind. I'll give you a practical example. I used to deal with anger years ago. I mean, I just get upset about anything. I just... And I was like, okay, let me head that if you, everything you need an answer to is in the Bible. So I just broke it down, took every word that has to do with anger, wrath. I just pulled out all the scriptures. Most of them are in Proverbs. In fact, one of them is in this 14, where it said something like, I think it's verse 29, where it says, um, a man of who, has, who is open to wrath will go to folly or something like that. And when I was reading, there's one that, you know how that Mexican jabbed Anthony Joshua, the punches he gave him, one hit me. And that one said something like, a man who doesn't have control over his spirit is like a city without walls. That means he's defenseless and open to anything. That thing changed my thinking. And you know, God is so faithful because I think the next day I, I encountered a situation that just illustrated to me the folly of allowing yourself to get angry. I was just driving years ago and I, rem I remember it so clearly i was driving down body thomas and there was one guy this uh, 505 lim um, limited edition was 
the rave then it was brand new this car can't have been more than three days old and the guy was in front of me and then there was a bus in front of him and you know downfalls now they just stop be picking passengers in the middle of the road who are honey honey that guy was so upset so i backed up the guy backed up and just went and then caught in front of the downfall whether he wanted to abuse him or what i don't know and the downfall at that point just hit the car i remember thinking in my mind that car is tokumbo now a three-day-old car that is brand new maybe it's hundred thousand naira becomes 20 immediately <laughs> and the guy got down beat the guy up and i was just thinking in my mind this anger is bad though because if you are just going your way jelly, your car will still be brand new now it's, it's just tokumbo you know, so there are very practical illustrations that you pick from the book of Proverbs that change your life. So don't play with it. Take time and really spend time in it. It, it, it changes your thinking. Hallelujah. So today, we're, we're supposed to be talking about the tale of a tiny ant. <laughs> it's a very interesting um, subject. And I want us to look at a couple of scriptures that will just help set the tone. So Proverbs 30, verses 24 and 25. I'll read it from the Passion Translation. It says, the, the earth has four creatures that are very small, but they're very wise. It says, the feeble ant has little strength, yet look how it diligently gathers food, its food in the summer, to last throughout the winter mark the words feeble and diligent there then look at proverbs 6 from verse 6 to 11 it says when you're feeling lazy i'm reading passion again come and learn a lesson from this tale of the tiny ant yes all you lazy bones Come and learn from the example of the ant and enter into wisdom. The ants have no chief, no boss, no manager. No one has to tell them what to do. You see them working and toiling all summer long, stockpiling their food in preparation for winter. So wake up, sleepyhead. How long will you lie there? When will you wake up and get out of bed? If you keep nodding off and thinking, I'll do it later, or you say to yourself, I'll just sit back a while and take it easy. Just watch how the future unfolds. Says by making excuses, you will learn what it means to go without. Poverty will pounce on you like a bandit and move in as your roommate for life. I like passion. <laughs> so this ant. You know, for me, it's very instructive when you think about, it says, the, I think it's the New King James or King James that says, go to the ant, the sluggard, you sluggard. A sluggard is a lazy, razz person. And it's instructive that it's telling you to go to an ant to get wisdom. But when you think of the ant, in fact, I, I did some research. An ant has about 250,000 brain cells. A human being has 10 million plus. Is the ant they say should we can't get sense from <laughs> receive sense. <laughs> but the ant is an amazing creature. As tiny as it is, it is very amazing. There, there are so many lessons you can pick. I, I struggle to even try and get a few together because there are too many. And I just want to unpack a few of them 
And at the back of my mind, I'm looking at how do they apply to a day-to-day -day life. Because again, I, I repeat, it's worth nothing when you just read through and it, you don't really see how it applies to you. For me, I see so many ways. One way God has helped me is in wisdom. And I'm not that wise, but you know, you find when you can unpack something and apply, it changes the game. People think you are more than you are. But it's just about being faithful in the things of God and the ways of God. And you find that things shift. Not because you know. And you know you don't know. So you don't deceive yourself. So let me just share a few things I picked from just reflecting on the ant, reflecting on these scriptures. The first thing is that, you see, I said mark that word in Proverbs 30 that said the ant is feeble. Now, the word feeble means weak, lacking physical strength. And when you look at an ant, an ant is an ant. It's tiny, it's a chinch. Just press it, it dies. But one thing I found out an ant is it can carry a load that is 20 times its size. And I started thinking, that doesn't make sense. Because if you try to translate that, it's a four-year-old carrying a car. It's not possible. But that's what an ant can do. As seemingly weak as it is. And so what that said to me is, I don't think the ant will do like a weightlifter and just leave the thing like that. But it, it reminded me of something I saw years ago. I saw a cube of sugar moving. And I, was, I didn't see anything. There was an ant. And I'm like, how? How? If you, ha if you are jobless for a while and just watch an ant at work, you will learn a lot. Because it is not brute force it uses. It is smart moves it uses. It works smart. You will find that ants, if they come to a gully, they form a chain to cross the gully. Human brain will be doing arithmetic and algorithms and we end up doing nothing. The ant has gone. First thing for me is how do we work smart? You see, we limit ourselves by what we don't have. Human nature is, it tends to think of what you, what you don't have rather than even appreciating what you have. And so you need to be able to use what you have to get what you need or want. And for me, I, I know it practically because I thank God for how far he's brought me. I've interviewed against with people, you know, jobs where they want someone who has a master's. I don't have a master's and I get the job. And I know it's not because I'm brainier than them. But there are things that God gives you that make you, that peculiar to you, that make you able to stand out. So, for instance, there was a particular job. They wanted someone had the masters in certain areas. I didn't have it. I just put in. But there are certain experiences I had along the way. I did advertising and and all that. But I also typically, if you work in an ad agency and you're in either you're in the creative department, you're in client service or you're in media or production you're never in more than one of those areas in the b normal big agencies but i worked in one that was small i learned production so i just know a lot of those things and they had a situation where so they're going to print a calendar the little you know about printing calendars they're going to print like eighty thousand calendars their design was not ready by end of november if you know anything about printing in that season of calendars, you better start printing by October end. 
to get your calendar for December and they hoped to get it. All I did was say, okay, it's not going to happen. I called the printers. They had two printers who were printing who don't have presses. That's disaster at that time of the year because you are the mercy of everyone. At that kind of time of year, you, you take a job to them, they put it on the machine, you go home, come back the next day, they have printed another job. Your job was just taken off. It's that kind of season. If you don't understand it, you enter trouble. And so all I did was say, okay, we have these two guys. There was no penalty clause. I put a penalty in place that if you don't print by this day, this is going to happen. But I know it's not practical. So I said, okay, you're going to short print. And that means you will print a certain number by end of December, say 20,000, and then the balance by January. And I said, manage everybody's expectations based on that. Because when everybody expecting the end of December, it's better to have 10 than not have any at all. So that's what I did. Just solve the problem. And everything went fine. It seemed like a miracle to everybody. But it was, it was just what I know. So what I'm getting at is sometimes, you know, I didn't have a master's, remember, but I got a job. So where I'm going is that sometimes we, we constrain ourselves to what we don't have and what we hope we will have and forget what we have. And what you have, you should use to get what you need. In life, you need to learn to work smart. That's one thing I took away from this little tiny creature. They do amazing things with no strength. Second thing, two scriptures that have guided my work career a lot and, and apply it in everyday life too. The first one is Ecclesiastes 9. You see, many times, the challenge I have with us, especially us Christians, is that we are, we're waiting for that miraculous thing to happen so that we will hammer or we will blow or whatever you want to call it. And we go through life so expectant and it never seems to happen. And we miss out on the things that you could do because God hides in the ordinary. He, he seldom works what we call the miraculous which is you pray and pray and then one thing just from nowhere, something just happens and changes your life. He doesn't do that often. More often than not, you see, if, you, if there's a principle with God in Deuteronomy 7, he said, this land that I've promised to you, I will not give you in one day. He says, little by little. And the reason is that if I give you one day, the beasts of the field will take you out. So God will never just give you and we are praying for that miracle. That's the mindset we have as Christians. So you hear a testimony. What you hear is the end result. You don't hear the process. Because that person went through a process. All you hear is that. And you hold and claim it. And want it to happen. It won't happen like that. The person went through a process to get there. First look at what that process is. And live through your process. Then you will see the result. I'm talking from experience. Ecclesiastes 9 verse 10 says, Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might. For there is no work or device or knowledge or wisdom in the grave where you are going. Second scripture is Colossians 3.23. It says, And whatever you do, do it, with, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to man. And this has guided me in my work ethic. I pull the two scriptures together. Whatever my hand finds to do, I do it as unto the Lord, not unto any man. 
So I'm not, eye service doesn't work for me. I will do with everything I have. If I don't believe in it, I won't do it. And I understand clearly that promotion is from God. So many times when you take that as your mantra, you'll be overlooked many times. You will miss out seemingly many times. But I've learned, you know, David said, I've been young and now I'm old. I have never seen the seed of the righteous for, forsaken or begging bread. I can tell you for free. I've been through it, bought the t-shirt, done everything, and I've seen that God is, is really faithful. If you are steadfast, he will, he will stand with you. It might take time. But that's a problem. We're impatient. We're not ready to wait. You can never, ever, ever make yourself better than God planned. So when he says, I will do this, our problem is when we hear a prophecy, we have already answered it, how it's going to happen. You are not God. He gave you the prophecy. So allow him to do it. Don't rush into, okay, they say someone is going to do this. You'll be looking at everybody. Is this the person? He's not like that. The person, you see, one thing I've learned about prophecies, eh, many times, it takes a year or two. So don't just want it to happen immediately. Go and pray. Let God tell you. We're always in a hurry. So like the book of Proverbs, I'll be saying many things. Be, pick the one that we have and just hold on to it. If you, follow, if you don't follow me, pick one. The second thing is that ants are very well organized and they're very structured. You know, if you see ants moving, they move like creatures that don't have brains. They just be going up and down. But it's method to their madness. I found out that, you see, ants live in colonies. And those colonies can take millions of ants. They have a very serious structure in place. There's a queen who her work is just to give birth. Just be burning, 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 as we say. Burning is not English, but it's okay. Say one queen can have 2,500 eggs a day. Very prolific. And her work also is to fight because others can try and seat her. Even the other ants can try and deal with her. So she has to be really a queen. Another set of, there, there are four types of ants. There's another set, they are female workers. They are sterile, they cannot deliver. So they are the ones who go get food, look for things, you know, tend the, 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 the colony. Then you have the males. They call them drones. I say <laughs> drone is not uh, to do. And their own work is just to mate. And they don't live long. They all mate and die. <laughs> and then you have soldier ants who are meant to protect. Now, they have a system that is so structured that everything works. Everything works. And when you think about every summer, the scripture read says they go about getting food for the winter. Imagine that they have to get food to make them survive in winter. So they have to get enough food for this multitude of ants. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not normal. Even logistics people cannot cope with that. So a lot of us go into business and we just try to do it anyhow. It can't work. Be on top of your game. Understand what you're going into. People just get up and say, ah, this is the I'll go into it. Do you understand that's that area? How do you approach things? Do you have a, a method to what you're doing? So many times we are always praying that things are not working out and we cry. You know, Christians, we're lazy. It's a bad thing. 
We need to change our way of thinking. We depend too much on waiting for the miracles. I have faith for things. I can do, I can have faith to move mountains. But I, you need to use your brain. God gave you the brain for a reason. If you're going to approach something, so we want, we want to know who's there, who can, a brother, who can help give me a job. How about you, you getting a job because they know you can do the job? Because I will not give you a job because you're a Christian. I'll give you a good job because you're competent. Many of us are not competent enough and we want, it's not going to happen. One of my models in the Bible is Daniel. Daniel served four kings, four heathen kings. It says all the other governors, because they made him first among all of them, all the other governors were looking for something to find against him. And he says they couldn't find. They knew that the only way is to use his faith. And that's how they set out to trap him. And what is instructive for me is the king who is a heathen, when he realized what they had done to get him to sign an edict that would trap Daniel, he says they went, they just, what they did was, if you haven't read Daniel, so let me just say this story. They, they, they set a rule that in 30 days, nobody in the kingdom should worship anyone but the king. And the price of that, if you, di if you did that, was death by being thrown into the lion's den. And so Daniel, what trips me is, he says, when he knew that the edict had been written, he knew, he knew, this one is that he didn't, he says he went and opened his window and prayed, not once, three times that day, as he had done from the time he was a youth. So it was, that, that was like suicide. So he knew what would happen. And when they threw him in, the king did a vigil. Saying, was praying that to the God of Daniel that he will save Daniel. Early in the morning, he went there and says, Daniel, has your God saved you? He said, yes. Okay. Carry all those people, their families, throw them in the lands and bring Daniel out. Your competence must speak for you. It can speak better than any connection you have because the biggest connection is God. If God puts you in a place, everything you need and everyone you need will be put in place. So your connection has to be God. But we are too lazy. We always want to find the person and not do the work. It's not going to happen. So they are very organized, very structured. A third thing, they're very disciplined and they have commitment. When they set their minds to get food, they keep going. They don't stop working. They just keep going till they've achieved what they have to do. Sometimes they seem, you see one ant, I, I wish I could code them so that I would track the ant. It will go, it will come, it will go, it will come. It just keep going. It doesn't stop. And it teaches me, you know, we are too... If there's an obstacle in front of the ant, it will find a way around it. I, 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 one day I sat down and watched an ant and say it's on this table. It's, it's, it's dragging one piece of bread. You just be looking at the bread. You just put your hand. It will find a way around, come back, track the bread that way. Go this way. You, put, you just keep putting obstacles. It will keep finding a way around. It won't stop. Unless you kill it, it's going to keep finding a way. Then it gets to the edge. 
you find try and look for a way climb come back see how go and call some other hands they you just you'll be shocked they don't stop they're like a terminator <laughs> they just keep going and so that encourages me encourages me that when you're doing things many times we give up and the slightest problem we give up the slightest challenge we give up we again we have that mindset that if there are too many problems it can't be god who says i take a lot of um direction from daniel daniel faced all manner but he never he never backed down he and the hebrew boys they never backed down you would think the king threatens you if you don't do this you will be thrown in the fire they said we are not mindful throw us in if god saves us eh? if he doesn't mm, we will not bow we need to be resolute very resolute in the things we do winds just blow us up and down and we're on we're indecisive what underscores that commitment to them is hard work that's one thing i need to point to us we we should never be afraid of hard work whatever you will do will take hard work shortcuts will not happen they will not help you you must work hard fourth thing is community and teamwork whatever they do they do together if they go out to get food they do it together if they fight they fight together if they try to face if they face obstacles they they they, they go around them together we human beings we have too much sense that's why we can't get into teamwork there's always he said she said he didn't say this one see her shoes see her this you be eyeing her we need to learn to work together wherever you are when you have two different people there will always be differences of opinion different approaches to things how do you collaborate how do you work together to achieve a goal many times and in a lot of management programs they they, they do a lot of team exercises they'll give you a straw a piece of paper a a, a one piece of if I was on one program uh, last month they told us to build a tower they gave us spaghetti sticks then a, a, a marshmallow okay you've done it that's it eh? everybody's trying to build big 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 towers all fail <laughs> you don't try to go high the spaghetti stick can't stand and everybody's feeling because they, they gave each person a different task this one slow them down this one make them go fast this one you know and everybody has an agenda you begin to realize that team dynamics you must work together put aside and what is the common goal if you don't do that you will fail and do it perfectly the best of teams amongst us except the people have humility they will fail fifth thing ants are active they're action oriented they're not lazy back to that scripture it says go to the sluggard go to the ant you sluggard that recognizes that human nature tends to be lazy and you have to prime yourself continually to be action oriented i mean it's not that you just take action for the sake take of action because faith without works works without faith not the work but you must be measured in taking action. Never be afraid to take actions. Look for what to do and do them. Sometimes we, we're faced with situations and you have to be decisive. 
the fear of failure many times holds us back from taking a decision or the fear of what people will think or say sometimes you have to take a decision and just move forward don't be afraid to fail you fail you learn and you move on a sixth thing the ant is very persistent it does not give up it keeps going in the things we do in life we face challenges and we give up many times the tests god gives us require resilience and consistency but many times we don't get there because we give up too early if you know that god has said to do something no matter the amount of opposition or challenges you face keep going keep looking for a way the key thing is being clear that it is what you've, you're asked to do or called to do but many times we have a false mindset that if there are too many problems god can be there no when god said about israel when they came out of egypt they could have passed a way that will take them 10 11 days but god said i won't take them that way lest if they see war they will be afraid so he took them through a different route but they were still going to see fight that you see opposition does not mean it's not god we need to be more resilient because god promised them the land but there were people in that land for any land god is going to give you you must displace people so you can't be faint-hearted you have to be resolute you have to persist and keep going i have a friend who tried to do some business it didn't work a couple of times and he gave up and then he felt a time that he should go back and he was thinking what's changed nothing but he obeyed and god opened up amazing doors the same thing that he had failed and when i say fail as you know when you fail that you bang as we used to say those days he banged badly but the doors opened it was like he himself was in shock it's, it's literally like G peter fishing not catching fish and jesus saying launch out into the deep and he says we have, we have fished all night nevertheless at thy word and he says they got more fish than they have ever gotten in their lives we need to we need to we need to really learn to be persistent what you must be is clear that God has asked you to do that. When you are, keep going. Seventh and last thing. Ants, they're strategic planners. I said I saw an ant move a cube of sugar. I watched, I was wondering how it was going to move that cube for a distance. I saw it, it's like it kind of pushed, pushed. Then it ran somewhere came back pushed and just kept doing that after a while it went and brought others and you just saw that it was moving zigzag but it moved I, i'm thinking about how they gather food for winter knowing the number of people they have to uh, ants they have to gather for and knowing that if they don't have enough food they will die it it's it's mind-blowing so again we must be people who are very strategic in the way we arrange and organize things otherwise we can't get things done there's a way to do it where you sweat almost sweat blood there's a way to do it where it's seamless in today's world 
things are world moving at such a fast pace that artificial intelligence is pushing in a direction where you literally not almost need human beings in anything but it's not possible not to need humans we're losing our humanness and god didn't make a mistake when he created man he created man because man was man had his nature machines can't take over the world it is important that we connect with and understand what our human essence is about the way god planned otherwise you will miss out simple illustration if you go out without your phone you feel like life is over you you're just you feel naked and just you're confused how about just going out without your phone for a week let them call you on the landline you will die <laughs> But before the phone, we survived. As bad as Lagos traffic is, you would have a meeting in Ikeja and go for the meeting. How did you survive? I have a sister who lives in Houston. A couple of years ago, there was um, a hurricane or something. Um, she and the husband grew up in Nigeria. The children born there, grown up there. So when the there was a power cut, so... <laughs> You have grown up, you went to secondary school here now. Yes. They said, put the stopper in the bath, fill the bath with water. The children were like, said, look, just calm down. Touch lights, candle. What's that? You're worrying yourself. They were like, how will we bath? Uh, we have bath with this level of water in the school. What are you talking? The children were confused. They were, you know, they just moved into normal survival mode, <laughs> which Nigeria has taught them. The children were just fretting and, and like, what are you talking about? You need to move, put candle, put touch light. That's how we are. The comforts of life. Things are made easy, yes, with technology, but what's the core of who you are? Those things are meant to aid you, not to become you. The wisdom we need to live in today's world, in this time where there's so much madness going on it's very critical very critical it's very critical that we connect and understand and download the things god has given us to be able to properly navigate because things if we think they are dark are going to get darker in our country and in the world The fad was relocate. Now, many people are in two minds because the, I have a friend, she's, her children are there, then 20s. And she's having second thoughts because they were born there, so, you know, better life. And she just, this last month was Gay Pride Day. Okay, it's no longer day, it's Pride. Because even women, minorities, everything, pride is now about everything. It's not just gay. And she was in another town, in another city in the U.S., and her daughter was in Houston, and she called the daughter. She said she was going for pride. He said, as in how? <laughs> she said, no, no, mom, just said bye, and just ran away. She was so troubled. 
call the other son. Do you know where your daughter, your sister was? Yeah, mama, I've been old fashioned. Hi. <laughs> she was she was tormented. I said, I said right now, my company is one of those that held out in the oil company, uh, oil sector about b- this gay thing. But when I went there, they were assuming pride all over the place. I'm like, hey, everybody has gone. The world has changed. To bring up a child, eh? you know how we are. We can be crazy, but we, our head is still on the ground. Over there, it's tough. It's tough. You beat the child, the child will report you. They lock you up. That's all. You cannot, all the shout, you shout here and say, I will slap you. Eh. I'll call the police on you. <laughs> they lock you up. So, a lot of our people are struggling out there. It takes God to bring up a child properly. It's just God. So, where I'm going is, our world today is <laughs> a lot different. But the one thing I know that doesn't change is the word of God. No matter how complex the environment is, his word is sure. You cannot navigate the world today without his word. I was wondering how I'll close out today. I was praying this morning and I felt a need to pray for hearts of people. I couldn't understand what to pray about. But I felt there's, there's a not just a hunger, but there's a, there's a need that several hearts here have for God to connect right, to align certain things in their lives. And while worship was going on, two words came to my mind, trust and confusion. And it was when we were singing Broken Vessels. And what came to my mind is there's some people who, there's broken trust with God. There are things that are going on in your life that You've lost your confidence in God, literally. And you're struggling. And for one or so of those people, it's like you're about to make a mistake because you're just going to like, literally lash out at God. On the other hand, confusion. There's some who are in a quandary about where to go or what to do. And why I know this is the way to was when Pastor Mo came, he went back to that broken vessel. So I don't know what is in anybody's heart this morning. But I've learned to just be obedient, whether it makes sense or not. What's heavy in my heart this morning is somebody is struggling where they are. Either it's trust or confusion. But the word of God is always available. It's open. I prayed this morning that hearts will be open to him in exactly the way they need to be met. I don't know where your heart is, but this morning, open it to him. No matter how seemingly hopeless the situation is, he yearns to draw you to himself. Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org.